Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. On Yahoo Sports Radio. It's just another reminder the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you each week by MyCleanPC. If your computer's running slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. And our next guest doesn't know about MyCleanPC, but he knows all sides of the Raiders-Chiefs rivalry because he was in the middle of it as a player, assistant coach, and head coach with the Silver and Black. That's Art Shell. And Art Shell, of course, is more than that. He's not only a Hall of Fame left tackle for 15 years with the Raiders, he's also a groundbreaking pioneer. As a player, he was an eight-time Pro Bowl selection, a member of the 1970s All-Decade team, and an inductee to the Hall of Fame in 1989. Same year, of course, he took over as the first African-American coach in the NFL in 65 years. He went 12-4 and the following season when he was named NFL Coach of the Year and took the Raiders to the playoffs five times in six years before being fired by Al Davis, with Al later saying it was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made. Of course, that didn't stop Art Shell. He went on to become the highest-ranking African-American executive in the league when he was named Senior Vice President for Football Operations and Development in 2004. Now, now we've got him. Art Shell, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Well, Art, we're talking about the Raiders and the Chiefs, and uh, you and I obviously remember a lot about that, but uh, that rivalry, in my mind, was never more heated than uh, right after the uh, the merger on November 1st of 1970, which was the first time the Chiefs and Raiders had played once the league was merged. Uh, and you were in that game. I think it was your first year as a starter. And the Chiefs led 17-14 late in the game. You may recall Ben Davidson diving on a pile and slamming his helmet into Len Dawson's uh, helmet. And Otis Taylor lost his mind. And the next thing I know, there was a bench-clearing brawl. And so I'm wondering, where were you during that brawl? And what were you thinking about the Chiefs' rivalry uh, as a young first-year starter? Well, I was on the sideline watching. You know, it was, uh, of course, it was in Kansas City. And when I first came to the Raiders, I found out about the rivalry between the two teams, and it was huge. And, um, of course, uh, it seemed like all the players played with the edge and a chip on their shoulders. And when Ben tackled Dawson, and um, some of the Chiefs didn't like the way he tackled him, it seemed like all hell broke loose. (laughs) And there was a lot of people out on the field, some people throwing punches and kicking and going on, but Ben came out of it smiling. Oh, that's just the way Ben was. He played with an edge, and he enjoyed that kind of stuff. Art, in 62, the then Dallas Texans, soon-to-be Chiefs, traded a quarterback named Cotton Davidson to the Raiders for what became the first overall pick of the 63 AFL draft. The Chiefs took Buck Buchanan. If the Raiders had wow. made that pick, how would that have changed this rivalry? If we had taken Buck? Yes, sir. Wow. You're talking about a great great player. They had a lot. I always said they had one of the biggest defensive lines around as well as one of the biggest uh, offensive lines around. And you got a guy like Buck Buchanan who was just a fantastic 6'7", 275 pounds, could move like a a deer. I wish he was a Raider. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why Al Davis drafted Gene Upshaw. He drafted Upshaw because Buck Buchanan was sitting over there over over the left guard spot, and he figured he needed somebody to compete against him. Uppy is standing at 6'5", and uh, weighed about 265, and Buck, of course, was a little bit taller and a little bit heavier, but Gene um, was brought in to compete against him. That was the reason why 
the big reason why they Raider draft is Gene Upshaw. Pretty good decision. Yes, it was. <laughs> we're with former Raiders player and coach Art Shell on the Talk of Fame Network. And Art, we talking, we're talking about the Raiders-Chiefs rivalry, and it really, it seems like it really wasn't much of one in the 70s and 80s. I think the Raiders were something like 24-13-2, um, and two, something like that, against the Chiefs. Anyway, the question is, how much, if anything, did that take out of the rivalry? Uh, you mean about the, the way that the talent level they had? Well, the fact that the Raiders just dominated the Chiefs. Well, we had dominated. There was always competitive um, uh, situation between the two organizations and the teams, of course, that are playing on the field. And uh, it didn't take away from us. It just we just we felt good about being able to beat them during that time period. They were down as far as talent was concerned, but you know they weren't going to stay down too long. They would eventually come back and be a very competitive football team. Simply put, Art, if you could describe it, why do you think it is that those two teams really seem to hate each other? I mean, you, know, you see rivalries all the time, but, you know, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, you know, who you, you also worked for, you know, lost his mind on Raider Week, putting signs all over the building. People said Bobby Bell's <laughs> telling stories. You know, what was it that, that made it such a intense and some would say hate-filled rivalry? Winning. <laughs> when you win... There, there becomes a hatred for the team that wins and wins a lot. And, uh, of course, during the time after initially, you know, the Raiders and the Chiefs became this big rivalry. And see, but to us, to the Raiders, we felt we had rivalry everywhere we went. Every team we played was a rivalry. But, of course, the Chiefs was number one along with San Diego. And But the Chiefs, um, for a lot of years, um, like you said, early in the 70s, in the mid-70s, you know, we were we were winning and winning a lot of games during that time frame. Of course, then the hatreds are going to grow. Same thing with Denver. I remember playing against Tom um, Tom Jackson and Al Alzado. Those guys hated our guts. <laughs> but when you win, just like the Packers, when you win a lot of games, teams have a tendency not to like you. They get they grow to the point where they hate you. Not literally hate you, but they hate you, hate the way you play and where you win. Hey, Art, horror of horrors. You also coached as, as an assistant with the Chiefs in the mid to late 1990s. What was traitor. it like on the other side of the rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> he was a traitor. Uh, I, I appreciated Marty Schottenheimer, you know, for giving me the opportunity to coach with him. Uh, of course, I was let go by the Raiders and an opportunity opened up with Marty, and I accepted it. And I remember the first time we were getting ready to play the Raiders. We're sitting in the meeting room, team meeting. And um, Marty standing up there, Marty said, uh, Art, you have to forgive me for what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're going to hear some things that I say you may not like. So I'm saying right now, forgive me. <laughs> so, you know, then he went on his spiel about the Raiders and why why he felt we could beat the Raiders. Uh, and and because of what the way the Raiders played, and we've, as a Chiefs, we've had... Uh, success versus the Raiders because uh, he said it. He said, look, the Raiders crack at the end of the game. You stay with them the whole game. They will crack at the end. And there was a tendency at that time that that would happen. We played well for a while. And then when I was at the Raiders and then in the fourth quarter, Chiefs found a way to win. And so that was something that had to be overcome by everybody else. But that was a week. That was a Raider week, man. And I'm telling you, it was hot and heavy in practice. <laughs> you didn't help him put any of those signs up around the building, did you? No, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But I was, preparing, I was preparing my group to get ready to play the Raiders. 
uh, and beat the Raiders because I was now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Art, I want to take you back in time uh, to 1969, and we're on with Art Shell, former tackle and coach, of course, of the Oakland Raiders. But the, the final AFL championship game, and the Chiefs played in Oakland, and what happened was, of course, the Chiefs won in Oakland 17-7, to and a week yeah. later, they also won Super Bowl Four. Question for you. How yeah. bitter was that loss? And did both teams in the AFL championship game at that time believe the winner was going to win the Super Bowl? We believed that we were we were better than the Chiefs, of course, and we believed that uh, we, we would win the Super Bowl, and, and we rooted for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl game after they beat us. Of course, um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but that was a big loss for us that hurt us tremendously. We lost to them because we had beaten them three times that year. We've beaten them twice during the regular season and in preseason. And then you lose them in the championship game, and that was, that was heartbreaking. We, we, it was tough to get over that. But we felt that uh, we were good enough to beat them and also win the Super Bowl. And just like we, my rookie year and we, in 6 day, we played the Jets in the championship game. We thought we should have gone on and, and won the first Super Bowl for the, for the AFL. One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Art, and you and I have talked about this uh, in the past. When you took over for Shanahan in 1989, it was a mm-hmm. historic moment. We got about 45 seconds to hear sure. what you have to say. But Al Davis had said that uh, uh, you didn't get the job because you were black. He got it because you were silver and black. Well, despite that, what, how heavy was the burden of history uh, on your shoulders? It was, it was heavy in the sense that I had an opportunity. Uh, what's interesting about that, uh, when I became an assistant coach, of course, years before I told Al I wanted to become a coach, and he said, when you retire, we'll sit down and talk about it. And Tom Flores allowed me to evolve and be a part of his staff. But then when I became an assistant coach, I asked him, what does it take to become a head coach? And he didn't hesitate. He said, these are the things you need to do and become a head coach. Now, mind you, there weren't any, uh, many, there weren't many black assistants in the league at that time. But moving forward, when he said that, and there was a burden, the burden was I had to be successful. And I said it to Terry Robisky, who became an offensive coordinator. I said, Terry, we have to make this work so that others get an opportunity to become uh, head coaches in this league at this level. And we went about doing that. Art, unfortunately, we got to go about closing this segment out. But <laughs> we want to thank you for joining well, us. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you guys having me on, and I had a nice time talking with you. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for sharing man. the memories of your career and also a remarkable rivalry. We'll have you on again, Art. Okay, anytime. (laughs) That was Hall of Famer Art Shell. When we return, we'll hear what's going on with the Denver Broncos with Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network.